Marchant was their maiden name. Are you sure? Yes, but no one remembers maiden names. It never registers. Who would think it important? Their mother, Mrs. Marchant, was open about her name, and it was there in the records. It was something that went completely unnoticed till now. Thelma Harlow disappeared thirty years ago. A long time ago. Melody Marchant could have been from some other branch of the family. Yes, she could. But we don't know yet. They're running more sophisticated DNA tests now. It only takes a few days. It used to take weeks. Are you trying to link this unsolved murder with me, the fire, the lump of concrete, and all the other things? I can't see how or why yet, but it is possible. You're here. Melody was here. I'm reopening the missing Covergirl cold case. And you publish a magazine called Macabre Mysteries, which ran the story previously. Fancy leaned against the wall. Her shoulders slumped. It was quite cold now. The plaster chilled and hard against her back. She couldn't remember when she had last slept well, and she needed more sleep. I'm too tired to take all this in. Thank you, Jed, for helping me with my talk. I couldn't have done it without you. It went very well, amazingly well, and it was because of your support. It was a great idea, and the only way I could have got through the evening. You needed a straight man. I was there, and I knew I could shield you from anything unpleasant. I've provided protection in far worse situations. A bodyguard? Did you see that film? Whitney Houston. Great film. Fancy didn't want to talk any more. She inserted her key and opened the bedroom door. Thank you again, Jed. Good night, and thank you for a lovely afternoon at Eustard Abbey. It seems a hundred years ago now. It was a hundred years. A completely different world. Jed saw that Fancy was drooping. I'm sleeping in the room across the corridor with the door open. Don't forget. Fancy absorbed the new arrangement. He would be near, which was perfect. Sleeping across the corridor with the door open seems a good idea. I'll be able to yell for help. I hope you won't have to. I'll check your room first. There was no sign of the fire. A new shower curtain had been fitted, and every inch of tile scrubbed and cleaned. Even the smell of fire had gone. Her room was back to normal. Someone had put some mauve flowers on the windowsill. Are you going to be all right? I could sleep through an earthquake. I don't think your hoaxer could manage an earthquake. Good night, Fancy. Good night, Jed. She could barely drag herself through her normal bedtime routine. She managed to take off her makeup and clean her teeth, but her clothes went into a heap on a chair without being hung up. Bed was a haven, and she wrapped herself into the duvet, wallowing in the self-infused warmth. As she slipped into sleep, she started not to care if anything happened to her. Her bestseller would not get published, but that wouldn't matter anymore. Authors disappear. They often did. No more working late into the night at a solitary computer. No landfill of tax demands. No more editorial arguments. No more proofreading. Proofreading was her personal nightmare. But she didn't sleep for long. Something woke her in the early hours of the morning. She looked at her luminous bedside clock. It was 2.20 a.m. Not a quadrant. She didn't know what had woken her. She dared not move in case it provoked some further unwanted activity. She moved silently out of bed and stood by the window, 
keeping well back. A watery moon cast its pale light over the grass-virgined path, and the grassy knoll where the orchard room stood. Nothing seemed to be happening. No parties, no very late bedfellows. The writers' conference had retired for the night. The manager on the late shift duty could watch television in peace. Fancy was not sure. Something did not seem right. She needed to find out for herself, to put her mind at rest. She pulled on some black trousers and a long-sleeved black fleece, black trainers, no socks. She put a couple of pink pens in her pocket. They had sharp nibs, and as a final thought, she picked up her nail scissors. Not that she would ever use them to defend herself, but they made her feel safer. Jed's door was open a few inches, and she could hear his regular breathing.